Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be going through my top 24 wide receiver rankings. I put out my top 24 running backs yesterday, and so now it's time to go through the wide receivers. Make sure in the next couple days, you guys look out for my quarterback and tight end rankings because I'm gonna be posting those as well. If you guys watch this video and you're enjoying the content, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot and I would appreciate it. Then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings, who should be higher, who should be lower. Let me know your reasoning. I'd love to hear your guys' perspectives and I'll respond to everyone who comments down below. But let's get right into it. My number one fantasy football wide receiver for the 2021 season, it's gotta be Tyreek Hill. He's attached to this explosive Chiefs offense. You know it's gonna be high scoring, led by arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill just has a crazy ceiling on a week-to-week basis. He could single-handedly go out and win you a week. We saw how he blew up against the Buccaneers, basically dropped a career game in the first half. And also he showed some newfound consistency in the 2021 season. In years past, he seemed to be a boom or bust on a week to week basis, but he established a nice floor last season. And so I think he's a guy that you should feel very solid drafting as the first wide receiver. At number two, I have Stefan Diggs. I think he's right up there with Tyreek Hill. They definitely score their points in different ways. Stefan Diggs is much more of the volume option led the NFL in targets, receptions, and receiving yards last season, and I wouldn't be shocked if he does it again. He's going to have another year of experience and chemistry with Josh Allen, another player who's attached to a high-level NFL quarterback. So I think Stephon Diggs is in for another big year this year. Next up, I have Devontae Adams, and I talked about this with Aaron Jones in yesterday's video. This is basically kind of like a middle ranking. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, Devontae Adams is the clear-cut wide receiver one, in my opinion. But if Aaron Rodgers is not coming back, then I think Devontae Adams is going to take a pretty decent drop from this number three slot. So we really just have to wait and see. I think in the next week or two, we should know much more about the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers drama. But right now, this is more of a placeholder ranking. At number four, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Just like Stephon Diggs, he was moved to a new team and found success in his first year. He's one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL, and I expect him to improve on his 2020 season. The Cardinals went out and brought in some other wide receivers, drafted Rondell Moore, and signed A.J. Green. And you know, normally that wouldn't be great if they're bringing in kind of competition for him, but let's be honest, no one is competing for that number one role with DeAndre Hopkins. I really think it's just going to take some of the pressure off of him. We saw defenses were able to totally lock in on him last season because they didn't really have many guys around him. And so I'm expecting improvement on what was already a very, very good 2020 season. At number five, I have Calvin Ridley. He was probably the biggest beneficiary of Julio Jones being traded. We saw last season, even when Julio played in half the season, Calvin Ridley still finished as a high-end wide receiver one, and now he's going to be able to take over as the true, true alpha in this offense. I expect his volume, targets, receiving yards, I think all of that is going to go up this season. This is really his chance to be that number one. I think the only concern is that his touchdown upside 
may go down just a little bit because if you do lose Julio Jones, the offense obviously isn't going to be as explosive, but I still think he's going to make up for it with the overall amount of opportunities and should be on his way to be a top tier wide receiver one. Moving on to number six, I have Justin Jefferson, a great, great young wide receiver, one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons we have ever seen. And I expect him to just continue to build on that. I don't see why he regresses in any of those areas this year. I think he's just going to continue to get better, more involved in this offense. He's going to be moving up while Adam Thielen kind of moves down with age. We know the Vikings at the end of the season are going to have a very solid amount of passing yards, passing touchdowns. They're an offense that can support high-level wide receivers and a top-tier running back in Delvin Cook. And so I'm feeling super solid with Justin Jefferson, especially with him going in the late second, early third round. I love that ADP for him this season. Next up, I've got Keenan Allen, a wide receiver who's going to be an absolute target machine this year. When him and Justin Herbert were on the field together, they were absolutely balling out. Keenan Allen's stats were a little bit skewed from last season because he had the week one game with Tyrod Taylor. Then he had a game where he basically just totally did nothing, but it was because of injury. If you remove those games, the man was a top tier wide receiver one. And I just think he's going to have so much volume. He's going to be very safe on a week-to-week basis while also just having a ton of upside. He's going to be the wide receiver one on what I think is going to be a very solid Chargers offense. They also improved this offensive line, which should only help the passing game and the offense as a whole. More chances in the end zone and all of that is going to benefit Keenan Allen. At number eight, I have DK Metcalf. You're kind of seeing a trend here where a lot of these top wide receivers are attached to very solid offenses and very top tier quarterbacks. And it continues here with Metcalf, Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the Seahawks offense. We know it's going to be high scoring, high volume, even if they move away from the passing game a little bit and become a little bit more run focused, there are still going to be tons of opportunities for DK Metcalf. He has proven that he is the wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett is still a very viable fantasy play. But I mean, I think everyone would agree that Metcalf has established himself as the alpha and should continue to ball out this year. Up next at number nine, I have Michael Thomas. And at the beginning of the offseason, I was not feeling super great about Michael Thomas. I didn't really like that quarterback situation they had going on over there. His 2020 season was just abysmal. But I've started to get more on board the Michael Thomas train this offseason, especially where he's going, you know, as a third round ADP. You just have to look back, you know, two, three, four years where he was putting together all those wide receiver one seasons, especially in 2019, just blew every other wide receiver out of the water. And do I think he's going to be able to replicate that season? No, I definitely don't. But I think he's still going to get a ton of volume. The Saints just don't have a ton of players to throw the ball to. I think it's going to be him and Kamara feasting. No matter who's at quarterback, he's still going to be getting a huge target share and I think will be a very safe option and is being undervalued just because he was such a bust from last year. At number 10, I have AJ Brown, and he definitely fell off a decent amount in my rankings after they went out and got Julio Jones, but he is still a top tier fantasy option this year. Obviously still a wide receiver one in my rankings, and he may not be getting as much volume as we initially projected. You know, if Julio wasn't there, people thought AJ Brown could combine that big playability with some increased volume. Obviously, he doesn't really have that anymore, but he is still going to be that big play guy 
on an offense that's going to be almost impossible to stop. How are you going to stop Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones altogether? I just don't know how teams are going to do it. I think A.J. Brown is going to show that he is still the alpha of this offense and just put together a very solid overall fantasy season. Next up at number 11, I have Allen Robinson, kind of the first great receiver who's not in the best situation right now. I mean, if he was on some of these top tier teams with these great quarterbacks, you could argue that he's a top five fantasy wide receiver, but he's not. He's with the Bears, and there is just some uncertainty there. Is it going to be Andy Dalton, Justin Fields? I don't know if either of them are going to have a ton of value for him. Justin Fields is probably better just because we don't know you know, what his true potential is, and could it really be worse than what Allen Robinson has dealt with in years past? He's found success with Bortles, Trubisky, Foles, all those guys at quarterback. And that just makes him a very safe pick here as a lower end wide receiver one. You know that no matter what happens to this offense, he is still going to be a solid piece in your lineup producing. You know, they could have two quarterbacks get injured and he would still be putting up the same numbers. I don't think you can say the same for basically any of the guys that are going ahead of him. So that's definitely where Allen Robinson is going to have his value. At number 12, I have Amari Cooper. I'm buying in big time to this Dallas Cowboys offense. I've talked about it in so many videos, but you just have to look at that five-game sample size where you had Dak on the field. I mean, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke, all putting up crazy numbers. And obviously, you can't project those over a full season because Dak was on an insane pace. But it's definitely great to see this Cowboys defense is not good. The Cowboys will need to continue to be putting up points, and that is going to help Amari Cooper a lot. I still think he's the alpha. I know C.D. Lamb is getting a lot of hype, but Cooper's the guy who is lining up out wide. That's where you find a lot of your fantasy wide receiver ones. So that's why I have him here at the number 12 slot. At number 13, I have another player who is attached to a very high-powered offense. It is Mike Evans from the Buccaneers. I think he's going to be Brady's locked-in wide receiver one this season. He's very consistent on a season-long basis. He's totaled 1,000 receiving yards in every single one of his NFL seasons, which is a crazy accomplishment. And what I really like about Mike Evans is that there is so many weapons on the Buccaneers, which makes me a little bit skeptical of the players on their roster who need a lot of volume, you know, because I don't know if players are going to be able to get, you know, eight receptions for 100 yards every single game. I just don't know if that's sustainable when you have to feed Evans, Godwin, AB, Scotty Miller. You have the three-headed monster at tight end. You've got running backs. You have a receiving back now with Gio Bernard. So I just don't know if relying on that volume is sustainable. But what is sustainable is Mike Evans' big plays and his red zone ability. He's really able to put up points everywhere. You know, he could go out and give you a eight for 100 game, but he could also go out, give you two receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown, and he saves you with that touchdown upside. We saw that a lot last season, and I think this Buccaneers offense is going to be much improved from last year. It took him a while to really get going, and now they have a full offseason, so Mike Evans should be a borderline wide receiver one this year. At number 14, I have Terry McLaurin. I feel like he's kind of been like Allen Robinson in the sense that he really hasn't gotten a fair shake at the quarterback position. I mean, last year, the Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskin, Alex Smith combo, that is just not going to work. Ryan Fitzpatrick should just elevate his ceiling so much higher than it's ever been before this season. And I mean, even if it's Taylor Heineke, I think that is still an upgrade. They've also gone out and brought in some other weapons. They signed Curtis Samuel in free agency, drafted Deami Brown in the NFL draft. And I think that's just going to help take some pressure off of Terry 
kind of similar to the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Terry McLaurin was really the only reputable receiver on that team, so he was getting a lot of pressure mixed in with the quarterbacks not pushing the ball downfield. It was just a recipe for disaster for Terry. So this is really his opportunity to break out as a borderline wide receiver one. Coming in at number 15 is Julio Jones. I do think there's a little bit of uncertainty here. Not with Julio's talent. I think he is still a top tier NFL wide receiver. It's just more of this change from the Falcons to the Titans. He's going from a team with a ton of pass attempts, a ton of opportunities, maybe not as much touchdown upside, but that's never really been Julio's game. He's more of a volume and yardage receiver, but now he's going to the Titans who are very efficient with their touchdowns, but they are not going to have a lot of pass attempts in a game. There's not a lot of overall volume on that offense, and you're going to this team where A.J. Brown is already a very established wide receiver. So I think Julio Jones is definitely talented enough to come in and put up big numbers, but I don't really think anyone knows exactly what his usage is going to be, but I still feel confident betting on Julio Jones as a generational talent at the wide receiver position. At number 16, I have Robert Woods. I've really been hyping up this Rams offense all offseason. It's definitely a big shot to the team now that Cam Akers is out for the season with a ruptured Achilles. I think some people may think, you know, more targets to the wide receivers, and this may be true. They may get a little bit more volume, but I feel like that's kind of just going to be counteracted by a slightly less efficient offense, which could lead to, you know, a few less touchdowns. So overall, I don't think the Cam Akers injury really affects Woods' value that much. He's just a guy who's a very solid wide receiver too. The last three seasons, locked in wide receiver two finish. Wherever you draft him, it seems like he always lives up to that ADP. And this year, I expect nothing different from him, except for the fact that he may have a much higher ceiling with Matthew Stafford coming in. This is definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff. So maybe we see Robert Woods kind of reach a new ceiling. Following Robert Woods here at number 17, I have his teammate, Cooper Cup. Like I said, I'm really all in on this Rams offense, and I think both these wide receivers are going to feast. I have Cup just one spot behind Woods because I do think Woods is less touchdown dependent. We saw him two years ago put up solid numbers with very few touchdowns, and then last year he did get those touchdowns and was still able to succeed. Cup wasn't as successful last year once those touchdowns fell off, but I don't think getting into the end zone is going to be a concern this year. I think this offense is definitely going to be elevated, and just both these receivers are going to thrive. And I'm expecting Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford to connect right away and for Cup to put together a really solid wide receiver two season. At number 18, I have C.D. Lamb, and I'm definitely much lower than consensus on C.D. Lamb. I've seen him going as like the wide receiver 12. I think that's just a little bit too high. I do really like him, and I think this 18 ranking is fair. He is more of a slot wide receiver, which you don't see finish as a wide receiver one very often. I mentioned that earlier as to why I like Amari Cooper a little bit more than C.D. Lamb, but let's be honest, he's still going to get a ton of volume, and I talked about how I'm very in on this Cowboys offense, and that applies to C.D. Lamb too. He's going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, and I think we'll put together a very solid sophomore season. Up next, I have Chris Godwin, and he's kind of a tough guy to rank just because I don't think his talent really matches up with this ranking. We've seen him finish as a high, high-end wide receiver one in 2019, but that was definitely a different situation. That was with Jameis Winston, and it was just Godwin and Evans balling out every week. There wasn't as much depth in that offense, and Jameis Winston is obviously a very different quarterback from Tom Brady. 
It doesn't really matter how many interceptions your quarterback throws when they have to just keep passing the entire game. It's not exactly the same situation. And so Chris Godwin is still a very talented wide receiver. I just don't know if he's going to be able to put together that overall volume. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier with Mike Evans, how I think Evans can score really everywhere. And Godwin can too, just not to the same extent. I think this ranking is a little bit of a toss-up, and I could totally see pathways for him overachieving and underachieving this number 19 spot. Next up, I have DJ Moore from the Panthers. I'm still feeling good about DJ Moore. I've seen some people kind of fading off on him with Sam Darnold coming in. I think the whole Sam Darnold being the new quarterback is being way overblown. People are acting like Sam Darnold is a million times worse than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was not a good quarterback. He had a bunch of weapons last year with Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel, and the man still only threw for like 16 touchdowns, I think, on the season. That is so poor. That is not supporting your receivers at all. So I think Sam Darnold's floor is essentially just a little bit lower than what Teddy Bridgewater did. And you do have Christian McCaffrey coming back, which could take away some targets. But then you also had Curtis Samuel leaving. So I feel like that's going to balance out. I think DJ Moore's floor is basically a lower end wide receiver too. And that's basically where you're able to draft him. But if Darnold is able to turn it around in this Panthers offense, which I do think there's a decent chance he does, then DJ Moore is definitely going to have a much higher ceiling this year as the likely alpha of that offense. At number 21, I have Deontay Johnson. I definitely like him more than consensus. I just think he's going to be a huge volume target this year. I think he's established himself as the number one wide receiver on the Steelers, at least the number one wide receiver for Big Ben. He's not chucking the ball way down the field like he was in his prime. He likes those underneath routes, and Deontay Johnson is that guy. He may see slightly less targets than he did last season with them focusing a little bit more on the running game with Najee Harris, but if he can clean up the drops problem he had from last season and just stay on the field, I think he's going to overachieve his current ADP. Up next at number 22, I have Kenny Galladay, and I really think he's one of the biggest what-ifs for fantasy football. I could totally see a path where he goes out, balls out, elevates Daniel Jones, and finishes as like a wide receiver one. And I could see an equally likely pathway where the man just totally busts for his current ADP. I feel like it's all up in the air. We know he has the talent to be a wide receiver one. It's really just can this Giants offense support him. Daniel Jones wasn't great, you know, chucking the ball down the field. He did it at a decent completion percentage, but he definitely did not have the volume of deep targets that you would like. But then you could also contribute that to the fact that he didn't really have any deep weapons. So it kind of just all goes around in a circle. We've seen young quarterbacks struggling and then the team goes out and gets them a true wide receiver one and they totally turn it around. We saw it with Josh Allen and definitely I'm not expecting a Josh Allen level turnaround for Daniel Jones. I don't even think that's in the realm of possibility. But I mean, even if he takes a little bit of a step forward, he could still help support Kenny Galladay as a lower end wide receiver too. So I think Kenny Galladay's value is going to be very dependent on how you think Daniel Jones' season is going to play out in 2021. Now at number 23, I have Tyler Lockett, the second Seattle Seahawks receiver on this list. And like I talked about with DK, Tyler Lockett is still a very viable fantasy play. He's just not the most safe, consistent player in your lineup. You really don't know if he's going to go out there and give you 50 points or give you four. You really never have any idea, and that's definitely concerning as a fantasy owner. I guess it's really up to you guys whether or not you want to accept that risk. 
but I think here as a lower end wide receiver two is a fair ranking. We actually saw him finish as a wide receiver one in points per game last season, but he definitely didn't feel like that. I think he felt like a high end wide receiver one on like three weeks. And then the rest of the season, he felt like a wide receiver three or four, but with all the points he can put up in a season, I don't really think I can drop him much farther than this. The final player in these top 24 wide receiver rankings is going to be Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings. I talked about how Justin Jefferson is going up while Adam Thielen is going down. And while I do believe that is true, Adam Thielen is still a very capable NFL wide receiver. And like I talked about, the Vikings like to throw the ball. They're going to have a lot of passing volume, passing touchdowns, and Adam Thielen is still going to be a very relevant option this year. He will definitely regress in the touchdown department, put up 14 touchdowns last season, had never had more than nine in a previous year, so I definitely think that's going to drop below double digits, but he should still be putting together a very solid, you know, high-end wide receiver three season or low-end wide receiver two. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for my top 24 wide receiver rankings. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know what you guys think of these rankings. I want to hear your guys' perspectives. Give me your reasoning and I'll respond to everyone down below. But that is all I have for you guys today. Make sure you look out in the next two days for the quarterback and tight end rankings. Check those out. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you tomorrow.